2032. The Conservative Party have been in power for 32 straight years. Many humans are plugged into pods whose vital energies are used to feed the economy directly. It's like the Matrix, except every nine hours it wakes you up so you can put more money in the machine. Comedy has been unleashed. <laughs> the only two jokes are identifying as an attack helicopter and Diane Abbott is bad at maths. Every stand-up special is entitled Triggered. Ricky Gervais is Minister for Culture. Owen Smith has fought off 200 lads to get him and his wife into the Isle of Man climate change resistant bunker. Releasing a statement to the press, he simply screamed, I'm still normal. <laughs> Life expectancy outside London is 34. <laughs> For the first time in a generation, babies are richer than their parents. <laughs> simply because they haven't had time to accumulate any debt yet. Oh, I actually had the um, babies inherent in their parents' student loan. The police have been privatised. If a G4S officer or one of their drones uh, hurts you, you can only challenge this in the courts if you are a gold package subscriber. <laughs> Social media further becomes the dominant form of communication and integrates most online services. Politicians and press outlets now avoid all abuse by setting their visibility settings to block out everyone who earns less than 80k a year. <laughs> the Conservative government has eradicated potholes. Speed limits have been abolished. A child is run over every hour. But everyone agrees this is the price we pay for freedom. A petition to erect another statue of Greta Thunberg in the hope that she will return from Avalon to cool down the earth. <laughs> Breaks the record for the most signatories on 38 degrees, which has just been renamed to 52 degrees. <laughs> Streaming services have somehow been privatised more than they are now, and there are 201 of them, one for each episode of The Office. <laughs> McDonald's buys up all of Waterstones and launches the McBook. <laughs> Food banks are now only accessible through a Takeshi's Castle <laughs> that is broadcast on BBC News 24. I'm out, I've done mine. Uh, well, the last two I've got Victory are, lap. The, the Green Party's single MP is still trying to stop Brexit. <laughs> the Liberal Democrats have gone into coalition with the Dreadlord Spulek in exchange for the rollout of something called a skills wallet. Still, no one knows what this means. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for having us. We're Mandatory Redistribution Party. My name's Sean Morley. This is... I'm Jack Evans. Oh, we're we doing a bit. I'm Jack Evans. Well, it's not a bit to say hello. Sometimes com <laughs> comedy itself can give you brainworms. We were just saying hello to people. Um, Riddled. Thanks, thanks so much for coming out. That track that you heard there as well, me and Jack talked about doing an opening in a dystopian future. 
and I remembered that I had made a track like that. So I found it, I made it in 2016, and it was called Ian Austin MP. <laughs> Which I made because a friend, friend of mine who's from Dudley said that he told her to fuck off in a museum. <laughs> good, good omens. Why did he tell her to fuck off? Too near the bones or something, I don't know. <laughs> Block Get away from the bones. You're blocking my vision of a skull. I must see the bones. Yeah. Also, the podcast festival asked us to use a very specific ticketing client to uh, sell the tickets for here. Analytics, like, all over the place, including what it claims is an ability to break down the socio-economic breakdowns of ticket holders. I don't know what that's basing that on. If it manages to have your address, it tries to work out what that is. But all I'm saying... You definitely consented to giving that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, just agree. What? Next. It genuinely tried to give me like a pie chart of how rich everyone in this room is. And let me just tell you now, this is a room that could really benefit from socialism. <laughs> like it's really put the energy in me to be like, this show needs to be good. <laughs> the pie, the pie joke yeah. is where someone's just a forgotten mince pie. <laughs> Sliced. Uh, we must share it. Happy Christmas. We absolutely did not know there was going to be a general election when we planned this show. We would not have gone through with it if we had time to pull out. That means that the, the pressure on this show to really clinch it. Although, actually, thinking about it, the only difference this show could really make it to this audience is if it's so bad you all change your vote. <laughs> Well, I started a leftist podcast and accidentally made 56 people in Manchester to... <laughs> All of them went back to key marginals across the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so early when the backstage was talking about, like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was saying, oh, it just goes really badly. But actually, there was, it could kill 120,000 people. <laughs> and we're, we'll probably put this out no matter how badly it goes. I, I actually think it would be funniest if this goes really awfully, but we still commit to putting out as an episode. So eventually, halfway through, we're still performing, but we're sort of drowned out by you lot talking amongst yourselves and the screeching of chairs as people, one by one, leave the room while talking loudly to their friends about not understanding it. Sean and Jack have really changed my mind about Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, but over each of individual one of you captured saying that till it becomes a cacophony. And then, it, and then it changes the listener's mind, and it was an accident to put it out because we actually made it even worse. Yeah, we spread, we spread the virus. Yeah. Yeah. We're only really listened to in marginals. <laughs> Would there ever be a point where the country and the government got so bad that you just abandoned society and lived in a, a shed? Oh, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a shed. <laughs> Where's the shed? It's where your house used to be. <laughs> Berry? Yeah. Yeah, mm. you've gone doomsday prepping in Berry. <laughs> well, someone did actually kick my shed in last week, so if that was the shed I was living in, that'd be real bad news. Yeah, that's nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jokes on them. So barbecue the landlord's owns, which if they're taken would be banter. <laughs> uh, we haven't even told them because. He'll make us pay for it. Because <laughs> you know in America there's like a full doomsday prepping culture, right? What's, but do, what's a... doomsday? The doomsday book from... Okay, so... <laughs> the doomsday book from the past. The doomsday book was just a census. How many sheep have you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, better downgrade. Trick the tax man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live in an Anderson shelter. You're claiming here to be a yeoman, but you are in fact a villain. <laughs> Wow, very history-oriented joke. Landed very hard with this guy. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah, as I started saying that, I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then it was fine. <laughs> so there's a show on Netflix called Doomsday Preppers. Has anyone seen it? Yeah. yeah. And, and the basic premise of it is that doomsday prepping is so prevalent that they've basically made a game show. Like, Discovery Channel has funded a game show based on it where they go into someone's doomsday preparations... And they're just preparing for a census. No, so I really need to. They're preparing for an apocalypse. The apocalypse? Mm, but not a religious That's apocalypse. That's really hates bureaucracy. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's a, a secular apocalypse. Um, a disaster, a worldwide disaster. A global. Bad. A global. The wrong times. Yeah. The thing we described at the start. Yeah. That. Well, exactly. A lot of these people are. Some of them political. Some of them think that Russia's going to send out an EMP wave that's going to knock out all electronics outside of Russia. Yeah. Um, it's called John McDonnell. Yeah. <laughs> 
Some people believe that like, there's going to be a massive tornado. It's going to pick up all the continents. Um, <laughs> tornadoes? What? Not just a big tornado. It's going to pick up all the continents, like in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. The prepping has become irrelevant to the the doomsday speculation. Not if you've got a big anchor. Whoa. So okay. So I've presumably... made this last bit up. That's... Right. It's oh. not on the show. No, most of it is they think Russia or China is going to do something, and they get their kids to like prepare all their bags and like whack it in a van and, and they'll try and time how quick they do it and the best episode season two episode two the, the dad do you know the show. name huh do you know the name season um, two episode two um yeah season two episode two um, <laughs> that's what it comes up as in the episode description when you torrent um, <laughs> And then the dad is like showing their preparedness and even showing how their kids are really good at using firearms and how they're like really prepared. And then he immediately in front of the cameraman proceeds to shoot off his own thumb. <laughs> Sorry, and they, whoa, 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 they think the, I'm confused. They think a tornado is gonna end the world and they're trying to fight it with bullets. No, this guy's the EMP blast that's gonna fight it with even bullets. Then, even then. He could shoot it all the way to Russia. <laughs> If North Korea are sending off their little paper rockets and they think it's going to hit Good Washington, Korea. then this guy could be like, could be blasting off um, nine millimeters at the sky if he wants to. Have a shotgun. But my point is that. that... <laughs> no, I haven't shot a gun. I, 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 I haven't even thrown an item. It's <laughs> what um, a gun. Like all weaponry, all weaponry is more elaborate types of throwing. Even on the basic level, you throw a punch. Level one. Okay, I'd, I would rather not have to punch, so I will throw a rock. Rock. I'm going to put the rock in a... I don't know, I've made profound eye contact with you for a <laughs> Trebuchet. Not actually used for warfare. Generally, they'd throw a rotting cow carcass into a castle they'd surrounded when everyone's really hungry, because everyone would be really hungry, like... Oh, look at the beef. <laughs> no, bad beef, bad beef. Oh, isn't that came from the sky? Mm, maybe, maybe it was God. Maybe it was God gave us a good. No, it came from the French. <laughs> Don't eat the beef. Weird nineties mad cars. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, again throwing, and then uh, bullets. Bullets is like a little machine for throwing a bit You've of metal. You fast forwarded quite a lot here, haven't you? <laughs> Me to do some more between Why don't we ones? like the war of like the and arrow. Oh, do you know um, English longbowmen, like peasants, used to have fucking massive arms, but only on one side because they were longbowmen. <laughs> don't yeah, skip yeah, 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 yeah. So all from from like from like 1100s to 1400s, if you're a peasant, you'd have like a meaty arm for the one that pulls the thing, and the other one would be all withered. Uh, not withered, just like normal. Like my arm. Withered. Okay. I know one tidbit from this period of history. And that was about how crenellations became illegal. Are you aware of this? <laughs> no. Oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> so, archery, it's no good just standing on like a block shooting someone, because they'll just shoot you back. That's why all castles have got like little slotty bits. That's They're true. called crenellations. But if you want to call them slotty bits, you can. <laughs> because this was such a great fortification device, just to shoot between a little slot, and then someone down there's going, I've got to shoot through a little slot that's like 200 metres in the air. Those crenellations, they became illegal to do unless you have permission, which meant that there was like a nationwide ban on crenellating anything unless the king personally looked at it and went, that's legal. But is that why the king's hat's crenellated? Exactly. But a crenellation is like literally anything that goes like this. All outlawed in case you shoot an arrow through the gap. <laughs> King just with borrowers on his head defending him constantly. Borrowers would be useless. Borrow so. arrow would be shit when they just fly off this. You don't want borrowers on Papa Smurfs, a ruthless motherfucker. <laughs> I don't like the casual around. conflation of borrowers and Smurfs, actually. They're two entirely different universes. Uh, <laughs> racist. Also, I'm really worried about why we've sort of sent off into the history of trajectory-based weaponry. <laughs> From the fist to what? Trident. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to see that to the end? Do you want me to keep going? No. <laughs> I think it should come to a premature end now that I've worked out that this long view isn't necessarily a desirable That's why session. I jumped straight to gun and then you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because you're not treating them like idiots. If we've made a tedious bit, we've got to do the whole thing. Because <laughs> they're there thinking, what's the, the gun? 
I don't want to... It's worse without editing this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're now seeing all the heavy lifting that the edit does. <laughs> but my point earlier was that there's no culture of just going out and hiding in the wilderness in the hiding, UK. Hiding, seek. Walk, show and play rally or whatever it's called, the one where you got to get back. <laughs> rally foe. Rally foe. Explain. I don't know what it means, it's just what it called it. Like, Who knows what it means? Base Arlie for us. We've already done playground games. Oh, we have, yeah. We've mined it. Fuck. Well's dry. <laughs> Gonna have to eat the beef. <laughs> in America, there's the go out in the desert and live in a shack and make it work and eat lizards. That, I'd say, if anything, popular. Popular? Popular. Metric for popular? 12 people. <laughs> um, but in the UK, Apart from um, one person we knew, I don't know if he was talking to you about this, Scottish comedian who sort of quit and uh, thought he was going to rent out a shipping container. He had this idea in his head, he was telling me at the Fringe about three years ago, if you're building on the ground, then you've got to pay loads of money to the government. So he came up with this scheme that if you buy a shipping container and then just dig that into the floor and then build a house on that, it's technically not on the ground. <laughs> I'm confused about this guy's logic. So I think the idea is that if you build a house on the ground, they go, well, actually, you need permits for that, you need to pay a certain license. But ultimately, it's always going to touch the ground at some point. No, no. It has to, it can't hover. L listen, hear me through, right? <laughs> like it's, the Avengers thing. If I put a chair on the floor, I don't have to pay anyone anything, right? <laughs> I put a table on the floor, mm. I don't have to pay anyone anything. I put a shipping container on the floor, that's just another form of box, you know? <laughs> and I'm not building my house on Her Majesty's floor. I'm building it on my Mayersk massive shipping container. Come at me now, HMRC. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm telling you, this was the only person I've ever met who had this kind of doomsday prepping, mm -hmm. living out on my own somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that was his plan, build a house on a shipping container that was like dug like 10 meters down. But if you had to live out in the wilderness, let's say it got really bad and you were like, I just had to abandon society, otherwise I'm going to need soil and green or whatever. <laughs> what would you do? What's the kind, what kind of apocalypse am I in? Open to suggestions. Climate. Climate apocalypse. What okay. kind of climate apocalypse? Kevin Costner, Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> A hyper-specific one that requires, so you better gill up. Waterworld! <laughs> Jack right. has told me off for talking about Waterworld too much in the podcast. <laughs> I, have, I have ended up watching, um, if anyone's seen like the mega long version. Well, director's yeah. What do you reckon to it? Like, Terrible. Yeah, good. Because my housemate is a massive Waterworld fan. Kevin Costner. And uh, he insists that it's good and we have to watch a new cut of it every time it's his birthday. <laughs> and the worst thing is there are enough cuts to sustain that to make it a tradition. <laughs> is it like a fan cut or like a, a multiple official release? Cut? Different cinematic releases because it tanked so many times they kept trying to like tweak little bits of it. Either just to make it shorter so it was more like tolerable. <laughs> okay, question one. Can a uh, canal boat go on the sea? Can it go on Waterworld? Oh, okay. <laughs> you could always put like a raft underneath um, a caravan. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no? Mm -mm. Cruise ships, mate. What did they do with Someone's going to be, there's going to be huge cruise ship militias in a game of one of them. I'm not a powerful boy. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, boy you're the gun to protect me. Like a big Mad the Max. Because the state develops. War World's essentially wet Mad Max anyway, so you just want to do. <laughs> You want to chain up your militias and just go out on raids. Now, I don't want a militia. I want a see a seeking the protection from militia because yeah. of my own weakness. Yeah, that's why we get militias. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole militia. Yeah, that's yeah, the purpose. Yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the driving I'm force I'm ending up militia. in a militia. So Admin cool. for militia. Yeah. <laughs> social media. You'll have the last surviving Google Maps app. Social media videos. Just doing little Twitter vids for the militia. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. Sign up now. Get as well, much soil as you can eat. Soil. Soil is oh, the currency, yeah. yeah. We need to stop grounding it in war Because <laughs> I just remembered only four this. people here have said they've got yeah, a working yeah, knowledge yeah. of it, so I can't root <laughs> the whole conversation in water yeah, wells. Soil is the currency, which is quite clever if you think about how sparse it would be in a global Pacific Ocean. Mm. It's not a good film, don't be tricked by that element. <laughs> um, 
generic water apocalypse. The problem with the water apocalypse as well is that it... Um, the problem. Um, <laughs> the problem with the water apocalypse, other than just another kind of apocalypse, mm. is that it flattens all the geography into one plane. Because if I'm thinking I'm going to go and hide, I'd hide behind a hill or up a tree. And a water... It's really the great level, though, isn't it? A water world apocalypse, because you've just got... I'm not saying we should do it. <laughs> it will fix a lot of inequality, but that's... In, in this case, a rising tide lowers all human quality of life. But it um, does still raise all ships. It does raise all ships, but I didn't want to make it sound like, again, I'm not... A rising tide raises all ships, therefore let's do water well. That's not... Don't quote this out of context. Please don't use that to cancel us. We're not trying to do water world. But it would solve a lot of problems. And cause more, and cause more. <laughs> Cause more problems. No. <laughs> now stop. I yeah, move on to the next. Well, let's do the next section of yeah, the show. Yeah, that'll just peters out. Cut, delete. Let's say cut, delete, delete. Those I'm talking things. to future Jack. Cut, cut, delete, delete. Edit out the cut, delete. Put it in the water world file. Yeah. <laughs> six and a half hour water. There is a lot. Of, there's a lot of war world stuff on the cutting room floor of other episodes, <laughs> including Jack going. Do you know you bring up water world a lot? And I'm like. No, Someone else did it though today. Yeah. You're a plan. You're a Morley plan. I've only uh, heard one of your uh, podcasts. <laughs> that's that's weird. That's, I mean, fair play. That's good. That means you're probably one of the purest people here. The Pokemon one, a banger. I did heckle you before though. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. oh, pickle. <laughs> no, we'll no, talk no. about a game near the end, but only if you're quiet. Um, <laughs> Do you want to move on to your extract? <laughs> yeah, right? Aww. He's brought out a little cat. The good, <laughs> the good Ben. Okay, an extract from the uh, Diary of Tony Ben. 2003. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Monday, the 29th of March. The Prime Minister, Tony Blair, made an eloquent speech today, making the moral case for intervention in Iraq. <laughs> Everyone cheered, but I didn't. <laughs> I shouted, Naughty! Those <laughs> <laughs> at the back got a bit rowdy. Jeremy stood up and said, No! <laughs> Quite loud. <laughs> Someone turned around, a couple of them at the front turned around, Prescott, give me the eye. <laughs> Diane got a brick <laughs> and nudged me and went, It's a fucking rainer in. <laughs> she is absolute legend. <laughs> Tuesday, the 30th of March. A pipe I purchased from Oxfam makes even the best tobacco taste of fish. <laughs> Note to self, refund. Speech in the comments about why bombs are bad. Smashed it. <laughs> Not sure it'll change anything, but it will look great on Channel 4 News and pack out that Glastow tent. <laughs> went, for a, went for a can in the Commons canteen. <laughs> This lad Boris Johnson was there mocking a, another young conservative. Um, they inserted an entire ham into their trousers. The young conservative was, was furious. And then he's just written waste. Uh, staying, staying the night with Hillary. This is the next day. Staying, staying around with Hillary. Uh, trying to watch TV. No batteries in the remote. Nightmare. <laughs> think he's got them in his Game Boy Advance. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together. Welcome to the stage, top bodybuilder Brian. What's up, 
up, it's me, top bodybuilder Brian. I am the phantom gammon. Didn't expect to see me here, did you? Uh, think again. I decided that I was going to come and tell you about my new political party. It's called the You Can't Bloody Say Anything Nowadays, Can You? And we stand for three things, right? First one is Brexit, obviously. The second one is better parking at being cute. And the third one is putting the golly dolls back on the marmalade label. Yes, thank you. Yes. Do you know what, as well, right? Some of you in here, you should be worried because everyone down my local vape shop said they're going to vote for me, right? <laughs> I don't actually vape myself. I'm just like a fan of the movement. <laughs> I really want to get on question time. Do you want to see my impression? This, so this is me on question time, right? Can I speak? Can I speak? Can I speak? I've got some opinions over here. Can I say something? Rude woman. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm not a fan of Corbyn because he doesn't listen to me. Doesn't listen. What if I want my life to be actively worse? Did you ever think of that? Do you know what I mean? He's rude. Under a Labour government, right, you can't promise me that the price of Toby jugs isn't going to skyrocket. <laughs> Young people, you're negative. You're negative people, right? You're, you're so negative. I'd love a landlord. I'd love that. I am actually advertising for a landlord right now. Because I'd love someone to just walk in unannounced. Just checking that I'm using the extractor fan when I'm having a shower. <laughs> that would be great. Since my divorce, that would be great. That's what I need. I um, I was only supposed to come up here and do like quick five-minute chat. Um, I did write that for you, so I've got some notes. Yeah, I did everything. <laughs> they won't know it's a podcast. Um, so yeah, well, like, what do you want to do with me now? Thanks. Who wants to do my uh, dead hard politics knowledge quiz? Uh, yeah. Anyone up for it? It's dead silly and there's a prize. Ooh. Don't get too excited until you've seen what the prize is. <laughs> and, and, and who are you for the audience? My name is Bean. Welcome, Bean. Fantastic. Question one. Which of the following best defines the term working class? Multiple choice. A. Earning 80,500 pounds a year. <laughs> No cheating, or B, people compelled to sell their labour for a wage. People compelled to sell their labour. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, sorry, it is having a northern or Scottish accent. <laughs> Good effort. Um, okay, hypothetical scenario. You are a journalist. You have received an official document revealing the NHS is on the table in trade talks <laughs> with the United States. Do you? A, immediately share this with the public and hold the government to account. Or... <laughs> B, ignore it for over a month, wait for the leader of the opposition to leak it himself, then when he does so, bring into question his ability to be Prime Minister. I mean, I would hope the first one, but... <laughs> it's B, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it's B. Okay, open question. I'm sorry to ask you this question. You are at a party attended primarily by Liberal Democrats. Oh. You can tell. Oh. Um, <laughs> you are offered the aux cable. What tune do you play? In this, in this scenario, am I also a Liberal Democrat? No, no. <laughs> I would not dare. I would not dare. Um, None of you in here are Liberal Democrats. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, I'd probably try to find that uh, auto-tune version of Nick Clegg saying, <laughs> sorry. That's actually better than what I had, which was the sound of a nuclear bomb exploding over Hiroshima killing tens of thousands of people. <laughs> Each to their own. Uh, 
Okay, second to last question. What is the most Tory animal? <laughs> A. Horse. B. Cat. C. Snake. Or D. A wasp. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm a cat person, so it definitely can't be cat. Um, <laughs> Any closer. Uh, <laughs> cat, gone. <laughs> Remaining, horse, snake, wasp. <laughs> I feel like Slytherin, so I feel like Snake. Yeah. I feel like also Horse is very, yeah. it's very Horse. It's actually a hybrid of a Horse, Snake, and a Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question, right? Final question. Okay, it's the middle of the night. <laughs> Your phone's going. What if we're turning the fucking off? <laughs> Have a look. John McDonnell has sent you a message on the WhatsApp. <laughs> it simply says, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> what would you assume this means? And what would you do? <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Very precise late night canvassing. <laughs> to the Winter Palace. <laughs> the weapons cachet is being. The weapons cachet is. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wins, right? Yeah. It's an official Owen Smith photograph. Oh. <laughs> Treasure it. Treasure it. You may sit down. You too can be normal. <laughs> Being normal impress your friends. <laughs> So at this point in the election, still everything to play for, what remains of the tactical bones? Oh no. Because they're still putting out articles saying 56 key marginals with the tactical votes okay. is all that's necessary to keep the Tories out. What, the Lib Dems? Well, there are, there, you click through and then, yeah, it's a lot of Lib Dem stuff. Right. So the tactical vote thing's still being spread now because when Labour, the Labour supporters push the get Tories out at all costs, yeah. that gets coagulated into the brainworm miasma. And it comes out as, okay, so I'll just vote Lib Dem then. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Bar charts and squirrel killing, it's the only two parties <laughs> left of the Joe Swinson empire. Listen, I like a lot of what she stands for, but I just can't tolerate her association with squirrel killing. <laughs> have people, how many people here have not come across the, the squirrel killing? Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, so there's our, some memeage. There's our non-Twitter non base. <laughs> One of the many weird left Twitter alt accounts just made a fake mirror article saying Joe Swinson is being called up for uh, killing squirrels with a slingshot. And then, and then the quote from her is, I always go for the head. I'm, I'm a crack shot. And then All people weapons are throwing something. And so people thought that was funny and it got repeated a lot and people started saying, oh, what about the squirrels underneath Lib Dem stuff? And then fast forward like two weeks and it is one of the leading stories of fake news in the election. The Times newspaper cartoon is a picture of Joe Swinson as a squirrel. So it goes from leftist Twitter in-joke to Trump-level Russian propaganda, like bot account squirrel psyop in the course of about two weeks and then that's been used as an excuse to suspend loads of like the weird left where alt accounts in like right after fact check uk nothing happened to the conservative party but they got, they got rid of ralph little and a quarter of left twitter because anyone who said the word squirrel in two weeks has just been purged off the platform so in a way the people didn't know about you you're safe you survived yeah. the purge do not say squirrel until it is deemed safe. <laughs> Mark yourself safe on Facebook <laughs> from Joe Swinson's squirrel purge. Um, but the tactical, like the logic of tactical voting, so Servation actually did um, a tactical voting survey and they asked two distinct questions. If the general election was tomorrow, which party would you vote for in your Bath constituency? Conservatives would get 32% of the vote. Labour would get 17% of the vote. Lib Dems would get 46% of the vote, and other parties get 5% to share between them. But when they rephrased it to, now please imagine that in the next general election, the Conservatives, Labour, and Lib Dem party have an equal chance of winning, who would you vote for? Conservatives, 30%, Labour, 36%, Lib Dems, 
other parties 4% oh fuck yeah it seems so obvious that if you vote for the party you want they could get in <laughs> and yet in this election cycle and in others that seems like it's like a galaxy brain thought from another world <laughs> if you vote for the party you want they might win the election obviously in those two scenarios Lib Dem would get a landslide if everyone was like oh fuck gotta get the Tories out if everyone just voted for the party they want Labour would get in quite easily not a joke on the end of that but <laughs> oh. have that in your back pocket Salvation 2014 tone zone. <laughs> yeah, tone zone yeah <laughs> September 10th, I visited a uh, 2001. Um, I gave a talk at the Fabian Society today. Uh, took Hillary with me. It's very angry there were no fab lollies. <laughs> uh, confused. Uh, he was shooting everyone with a BB gun. Had to leave. <laughs> talking about having this. Sometimes you've got to kill people for peace. Uh, I'm worried I'm raising him wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the person, I recognise the person's laugh laughing at that. And I, he went out canvassing. Fuck off, John. <laughs> <laughs> September the 11th. Uh, woke up hungover as fuck. <laughs> Uh, not even turn the news on today, gonna stay in bed, smash through these Pringles. <laughs> September 12th. Fucking hell, lads. <laughs> Bad Tony's fucking on one. It's kicking off. Everyone's talking about a war. I think war's bad. <laughs> I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna stop it. And then he just um, he's drawn a picture of a uh, transformer <laughs> with him in it, him in it like a mech, and still in it he's got his pipe. Hasn't <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been making it up. Press <laughs> 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 Okay, so we didn't know there was an election when we originally booked this and we're just going to do our weird shit, but then there's an election. It's actually quite important. If we don't win it, then the thing we described at the start of the gig's going to happen. Like, for real, like, this will be the only podcast that's not owned by Disney or something. Um, please, uh, welcome to stage. Uh, Poppy, the Vice Chair of Momentum Manchester. <laughs> Just as appropriate, Poppy. Are we doing the challenge now? We'll, we'll lead up to challenge because I think people want context of who you are before we go into a segment called Ultimate Canvassing Challenge. <laughs> uh, so, how in this election and why should people help? Why, I think, is quite obvious because we've got a choice between socialism or barbarism, like another five years of the Tories, the NHS being sold off to Trump, private healthcare, it would be terrible, or amazing future where we can all have children if we want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Why as well is because we don't have the backing of millionaires but we do have people power and so if every per single person in this room gets involved that's more people than the Tories have going door knocking for the whole yeah. campaign so we really need like everybody to get involved and how is we're doing big away days to marginal constituencies nearby there's people coming and bringing food for everyone soup being served out of a van by like the local Unite branches so it's like fun as well as being useful there's also like other ways you can get involved if you don't feel confident knocking on doors, although we can train you up if you've never done it before, you can be paired up with someone who's, who's more experienced. You can do baking, you can do driving, you can do phone banking, you can do running a board. Can I do an interactive thing? Yeah. Can everyone get out their phones? I'm going to give you a phone number and then you just need to send it a message. You can send it anything. <laughs> well, I mean, within reason. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. So the number is 0700000. As a personal request for me, if everyone could just send it the word Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> and then the receiver isn't quite going to know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, whoever's administrating this tonight. I got phone banked by the Tories the other day. Oh. <laughs> was it was it a Tory or was it someone paid like in a call centre? Definitely paid someone paid because I saved the number into my phone. They've called me a couple of times since, and I've missed the call, so I know that it's the same number calling me every time. Oh my god! Mm. Do you want to pass that to them as well? <laughs> <laughs> what a world! What a world! What a world! What? <laughs> You got any canvassing top tips? Yes, listen. Listen to people that you're talking to, I think is the most important thing, because people are going to be more responsive when they feel heard. And you don't have to win the conversation in that couple of minutes necessarily. It's not like an argument that you have to be the winner of, but if you sort of plant some seeds that are going to make somebody go away and think about it later, then just having had a good conversation is like the most important thing. Don't at the end of the conversation say, get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, you've got to push that down. Just say it as you're walking back down the path, go, get wrecked. Gotcha. So anyway, we can put these tips into a practical test. We've conceived of the thing. The Momentum Canvassing Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I am going to pretend to be a very... a man you're not going to like. Uh... <laughs> Poppy's going to try and get me. I haven't prepped this, so I, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I'm quite scared. I do this quite a lot of times a day, but usually there's not a live audience <laughs> being recorded. Yeah, that, with that, again, if you go conversing, there will not be a live audience. It won't be, be like this. Yeah. You this never is know much what people's living Canvassing is your chance to find out. <laughs> do, it, like, do a knock, do a knock. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'd be in another room. <laughs> like, say knock. Too much. <laughs> They're a human. They're still a human. Hello! Hiya, I'm sorry to bother you. I was just wondering how you're thinking of voting in the election next month. What's voting? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've never been asked much, that question. How much, how much percent rein it in? Don't make them zero percent of goblin, hundred percent of human being. <laughs> <laughs> if, if your characterisation says it belongs in the Lord of the Rings expanding universe, it doesn't belong in this pack. <laughs> what is voting? Uh, it's uh, where you get to choose who's going to be in government for the next five years. <laughs> I can choose that. <laughs> you get to choose. <laughs> Not you personally, you and everyone else in the country. What wizardry is this? It's <laughs> called exercising your democratic right. <laughs> Exercise? No. No, I'm on three packs of fags a day. Um, and where do I do this? Like... You have to go to the polling station. Are you registered to vote? I, if I you're mean, not, I it's too late. It was, the deadline so... was last night. So... Yeah, actually, I fucked it. <laughs> this is set in the past. <laughs> How do I register to vote? You can just go online to gov.uk slash register to vote, and it takes five minutes. Fire up the online! <laughs> <laughs> and what, what are the options? Who, who can our government? Well, in this constituency, it's a race between the Conservatives and Labour, whatever the Lib Dems would like you to think. Uh, so What's a Lib Dem? <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> Which one do you reckon? Labour. I'm from, I'm from the Labour Party, as oh you can my tell from God. my red attire. Is that their colour? Yeah. Blood. <laughs> the sweet nectar. I sup. No, sorry, I did it again. Right, I like uh, red. Good. Liverpool FC. <laughs> Ask about. Have you got any politics policies? Yeah. What sort of issues might influence how you how you would vote? The sweet nectar. Uh, well, I've got a I've got a jippy uh, leg. Well, I sometimes uh, uh, get trapped in the stance of an orc. 
So the NHS might be something that matters to you. Oh yeah, like a yeah. hospital. To, yeah, yeah, they just scream when I go in. <laughs> um, so you yeah. know that Labour's going to invest in the NHS um, and it won't be sold off to Trump. Oh my goodness. So that would mean more people to uh, scream. <laughs> yeah, more people to scream. Well, you've got my vote. Yeah. Great. I'm just saying. I thought it was going to be. We smashed it. Um, Thank you. Poppy. Fair play for being thrown an absolute curveball. <laughs> <laughs> what is this night? And I guess that's all you need to know, really. It's just we got to fight against the Lib Dems, the Tories, even some of the... the the Blairites still in the Labour Party, but we're getting there. What's like wrong it's with Tony Blair? <laughs> sorry? What? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he keeps slagging off Blair, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, why don't we ask, should we phone some of the uh, dead Iraqis? If they haven't got the phone number <laughs> for that, we test yeah, them what do you... world. What, who are you? <laughs> well, it was, it was them or us, wasn't it? So, like, well, I don't understand what Blair did. Well, no, it wasn't. Listen, it's, um, this is John from the podcast festival, so we can't actually yeah, pull this out. this is the guy with the banners, he's technically employing us. Yeah, I know, and we're really grateful for that. I just we're not yeah. pushing like a Blair thing at the moment, but maybe he's, next week. We'll listen, do he's, a, he's our pod lord. It's like a landlord. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a private. We'll do a private Blair one-on-one no, 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 bonus no, no, for no, you no, if it's you want. It's gone too far now, frankly. Right. Well, hang on. So, who, hang on. Who are you voting for? So, what, what is it that you're? Can I, how about I use some of? Use Poppy's tricks. This will be the real. <laughs> okay, so. What Get him, Sean! <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this hype man. So what, what, are the, what are the policies you're interested in? What values. Values. <laughs> values. So can you expand on that? Values. What are well, you? just British values. Okay, values in Britain. What, what do you mean? What is the that? Yeah, the values of Britain. I don't mean, where are we going over? Uh, yeah, sorry, going? I'm just trying to connect with what it is you want. Um, maybe a bit of blue sky thinking here, but... Do you just want some money? Do you just want some money? <laughs> Is that what you want? You just want money? Yeah, I've got some money. Yeah, all right. Yeah? What can you got? Yeah, I'm sorry. Corbyn? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. good! Yeah. We defeated Blair's legacy! <laughs> Corbyn! 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 Well... Originally, I thought it'd be good to end on like an actual, sincere, inspiring reading of Tony Benn. Uh, but then I thought, I'm gonna do Now Heaven instead. Uh-uh. So if Tony Benn was a Pokemon, his max evolution would be <laughs> Now Heaven. So, if you're here for the Pokemon bit. <laughs> you were very quiet, so you deserve that little. <laughs> also, what do you think of Death Stranding? Woo! Yeah, nice, talk to me after the gig. <laughs> I've lost my BB's malfunction, I'm stuck in the mountains, I'm absolutely fucked, so if you can help me out. <laughs> Can't uh, see the fucking ghosts. <laughs> we're gonna end, uncharacteristic of the comedians, we're gonna end on being earnest wankers, so fucking... I'm not, but that's the thing I've it. said to that BB thing, so... <laughs> yeah, burden it, burden it on me. Uh, after the Second World War, Labour won by a landslide. The war had obviously turned cities to rubble, left hundreds of thousands without homes, without jobs, without limbs. Um, uh, the national debt was triple what we have now. Um, but what did that Labour government do? In six years, they pushed unemployment down to 1%, established unemployment pay, sickness benefit, maternity leave, widow's benefit, child benefit. They built a million council houses that, <laughs> that now go for like half a million pound in Didsbury. Um, hundreds of schools established free secondary school for all. They took the railways, gas, electricity, coal, and the communications network into public ownership, reduced the public debt by a third by doing all of that, by the way, and established the National Health Service. This is a speech from the 3rd of July, which is uh, my birthday, from 1948 in Manchester, and it was actually originally done about a mile that way, um, the night before the NHS became available to all. This is a speech from a man called Anurin Bevan, uh, the son of a coal miner uh, who left school at 13 to work down a mine, who was basically educated through the trade union movement, um, having worked in a mine from the age of 13. That's the man who gave us the NHS. People say it's William Beveridge, but he's a fucking eugenicist. Um, if you actually read any of that, don't listen to Lib Dems. Um, so, I would, like, I would just like to read this. Uh, I will never forget my own experiences under Tory rule. 
That is why no amount of cajolery and no attempts at ethical or social seduction can eradicate from my heart a deep, burning hatred for the Tory party that has inflicted those bitter experiences on me. So far as I am concerned, they are lower than vermin. They condemned millions of first-class people to semi-starvation. Now the Tories are pouring out money in propaganda of all sorts and are hoping by this organised, sustained mass suggestion to eradicate from he wouldn't have done that bit uh, to eradicate from our minds all memory of what we went through. But I warn you, young men and women, do not listen to what they are saying now. Do not listen. They have not changed, or if they have, they've become slightly worse. <laughs> The Conservatives voted against the National Health Act, not only on the first, but on the second and third reading. After a while, the newspapers in the hands of our enemies will give the impression that everything is going wrong. Does this sound familiar? Uh, do not be deceived. It is then that they will start going right. We are the people to whom the people can complain. I shall be unmoved by the newspapers, but moved by the distress. In 1945 and 1946, we were attacked on our housing policy by every spiv in the country for what is Toryism except organised spivery. They want to let the spivs loose. In 1950, we shall face you again with all our programme carried out. And when I say all, I mean all. If freedom is to be saved and enlarged, poverty, poverty must be ended. There is no other solution. Not even the apparently enlightened principle of the greatest good for the greatest number can excuse indifference on individual suffering. There is no test for progress other than its impact on the individual. There is only one hope for mankind, and that is democratic socialism. There is only one party in Great Britain which can do it, and that is the Labour Party. There is only one movement that can do it. The movement of each of you, each and every worker in this country, moving together as one. That is the Labour movement. And that's the end of our show. Thanks everyone for coming out and for listening to the podcast. We'll see you again, I hope. Do um, whatever you can to stop these Tory fucks. <laughs> Do whatever you fucking can. Fuck them up, guys. <laughs> Just fuck them up. Round of applause for our guests for this show. Uh, Jane Edwards is top bodybuilder Brian. Uh, Poppy from Manchester Momentum. Uh, I've been Sean Morley. And Jack Evans. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean. Additional music by Sean Morley and Jack Evans, uh, as well as the Concierto de Aran Juez from Brastoff and Arabesque by WC. If you enjoy Mandatory Redistribution Party, please leave us a positive review, subscribe or chuck us a tweet at Mando Party. This goes out a week before polling day. Do whatever you can. Solidarity. Solidarity.